Good morning, and we welcome back to the program Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Tom. How are you today? I'm fantastic. And how are you, sir? Doing well, thank you. Beautiful morning out. Indeed it is. And, of course, uh, you've got the uh, Decatur County 4-H Fair starting uh, later this week, uh, Thursday to be exact. And, uh, Sean, of course, uh, that involves uh, food and uh, booths and things of that nature. But uh, I was just kind of wondering, uh, curious, what's the process as far as um, uh, making sure that uh, what they're doing is uh, on the up and up and, uh, and healthy for everybody? Yeah, sure. So um, we conduct our fair uh, food booth inspections really identically to the way we would do uh, a standalone restaurant-type inspection. So we do use a computerized program to do our inspections, and it kind of guides us through it, which is, is nice. We just uh, start implemented that this year, and uh, in the past it was uh, kind of just relying on your memory and your uh, your experience from other inspections on, on your checklist. So typically uh, we would go in to the booths and uh, start with just, a kind of a general knowledge check to make sure that the operator actually knows what food safety is all about. And then we would start looking at various areas in the uh, whatever the establishment is for cleanliness, um, just general overall cleanliness. We look at walls, floors, ceilings, countertops, uh, any food prep surfaces, uh, food, uh, any kind of food appliance or uh, cooker that they might have and uh, check temperatures and everything there. Uh, so we need to check that food is always in the safe zone, uh, which, if, you know, there's a hot and a cold safe zone. We always want to make sure foods are held in those uh, safe zones. And um, so we will do all that. We look at, believe it or not, we look at plumbing, we look at lighting, we look at construction. Um, so we, we want to make sure everything is done according to Indiana Code. Uh, the one exception is that by Indiana Code, we are not allowed to inspect nonprofit booths. So when you go and you see a, a church maybe operating a booth at the fair, they are not inspected by the health department. Now, I don't want to scare anybody away from those because they do a good job, but, uh, but yeah, we do not inspect those. So um, it's a pretty uh, routine process for us, and we can usually get it done in a day typically. Sometimes it takes two. And, uh, Sean, what about uh, some other items such as uh, ventilation and also, um, you know, maybe uh, cutting boards, uh, surfaces as far as uh, separation of uh, meat and vegetables uh, uh, and the prevention of E. coli? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up. Um, so we do ask, we don't ask, we require that any food vendor does store their uh, food in a safe way. And that safe way is by cooking temperature. So typically what you're going to have is uh, like raw vegetables in the refrigerator, say. Uh, you'd have your raw vegetables on the top shelf, and then you'd be followed by uh, your meats and that kind of thing. Um, and again, in order by order of cooking temperatures, the beef, pork, lamb would be, can all be on one shelf. Then you would have poultry below that, and then you would have eggs on the very bottom shelf. Eggs are always on the bottom, uh, you know, due to the easily broken and the possible contamination there. And then as far as cutting boards, those are just considered like any other surface. Um, anything that's portable like that, a cutting board is, is considered a dish. 
So any cutting board would need to be washed, rinsed, and sanitized as soon as it's being, done being used. And they can only be used for a limited period of time due to the temperature uh, requirements there. So if you can imagine a cutting board that got used an hour ago, now that's full of bacteria, so that needs to be washed. So we want to we want to keep them safe with that. And how about the ventilation? Is there uh, are there any uh, standards as far as that's concerned? See, I, I forgot that was the first part you asked, and I just <laughs> kind of spaced it there. <laughs> ventilation. So um, as far as ambient air ventilation, it, nothing is required there. So. Um, they're allowed to get as hot as they want. Now, if there is anything that needs to be exhausted out, like if there is a, if something creates smoke, we would want to protect the health of the workers. We would want that to be ventilated out. And in addition, there are requirements for um, hood fans over deep fryers. Actually, anything that is considered what they consider grease-laden cooking, they have to have a hood fan on. And as far as the in- inspections now, are these done in the uh, run-up to the fair? Are they uh, done during or exact, or is it a mix, or how exactly does that work? Yeah, it's been done uh, different ways. Uh, we like to see the actual operation of the establishment. Um, it, it can be done with just the physical establishment itself without watching operation. And you can get a good idea on, on how well run it is that way. But it's nice to make sure that they're actually handling food in the correct way. So we like to go out after they've already started the process of, of preparing food. So, you know, and there and there's another thing that I forgot to mention. We want to make sure that the workers are wearing gloves when they're handling all, uh, prepared foods. Um, you don't have to wear gloves if you're handling meat and you're going to go wash your hands before you touch something else. Um, but we do ask. That you know they wear gloves for that. We don't ask. We require they wear gloves. And then hair nets, beard nets, clean clothes, just very uh, general hygiene. We like to make sure that they are washing their hands appropriately, and also that the hand washing apparatus that they have, whatever their hand wash sink is, is um, up to par. And uh, say, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they get the. Uh no pun intended, clean bill of health from the inspectors. But what happens if uh, somebody's there and, and during the fair and they do not uh, get a, a passing grade? Really depends on the seriousness of the violation. Um, we do require at our temporary events that the violation is corrected before they're allowed to op- re- uh, continue serving. Um, so that's usually something like, you know, uh, fix this right now while I'm standing here and we're good to go. Um, I personally have had one situation at the fair where I did have to shut somebody down and come back out the next day. All right. So uh, very uh, routine process, as uh, mentioned by Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department as we talk about uh, health food inspections and the uh, food trailer inspections. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll uh, delve into other topics related to uh, public health as uh, we talk to Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. And that's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department. And, of course, uh, we've been talking, uh, Sean, with the area lawmakers as far as the uh, public health uh, initiative and uh, new laws and so forth. Now, as far as that's concerned, uh, where does that stand in Decatur County right now? Well, I'm really excited to say that our commissioners assigned it uh, on June 19th. Um, So we have opted in for that additional funding. Um, And that initiative now is being called Health First Indiana. We're very excited about it. It's going to make a lot of changes in public health and provide better services to our constituents. And hopefully we can get the health of Indiana improved greatly. Um, It's a lot of work in that there are what they call key performance indicators, which they they shorten it to KPIs because, you know, it's government, so we always have to have acronyms for things. Um, And uh, we are tasked with meeting those KPIs in order to continue our funding. So this is not just a walk in the park. It's not just handing out money. There's a lot of work that has to be done to make this happen. So we're really excited about uh, expanding some services, uh, hopefully uh, offering some additional funding to agencies in our community to, who are already performing some of the services that would help us meet those KPIs. It's not a case where we have to reinvent the wheel. If they are already doing it, come to us and we can see about helping to fund you to continue the good work you're doing. Now, is there a certain amount that uh, the county would uh, be eligible for to uh, implement these programs? So every county is different. It is population-based, and it's it's not just population. There's a formula. It's mostly population, but there's also um, a certain amount of how well-funded you were prior to this. So the goal here was to get everybody's funding per capita to the same level across the state. So ours is not completely finalized. We won't have final numbers until they know how many counties actually opt in because there is just there's a pool of money and it has to be divided. So uh, we're, we're, we don't have 100% precise numbers on that, but um, it's significant, Tom. It is, uh, it's more than my annual budget now, so if it, if it comes through at that. So we'll, have, uh, we'll be able to do some really good work here. And uh, you mentioned, Sean, uh, talking about the uh, the services that are uh, provided and uh, performed. And uh, can you give us a, kind of a little bit of, as far as uh, what the uh, Decatur County Health Department does as far as those services that are offered to the public? Well, it's a long list, but I, I can I can try and summarize here. So we actually have, um, we uh, at our last board meeting have decided to kind of reorganize the um, organizational structure at the health department. So we basically have two divisions uh, in the health department. We have what we're calling population health and one that's environmental health, environmental health. Um, population health would be considered our nursing division. So we, we have our, our vaccinations. We have our STD testing. Um, we have our disease investigation there. Uh, we have 
there's I'm I'm probably missing some things, but there's a lot that happens there. Also, Vital Records is under Population Health, and the Vital Records is the um, where you get your birth and death certificates. It's also where we track causes of death and numbers of births, and um, we will be tracking more and more as part of these um, KPIs, the key performance indicators, um, more along with uh, uh, any kind of of, uh, maternal or fetal mortality. Um, We do already do some of that, but it'll get a little bit more robust. Also under the population health is our preparedness division, which is uh, what uh, responds to any kind of medical type I'm going to say disaster. Um, COVID would be a, a prime uh, uh, example right there. And then on the other side, we have our environmental health, and that's where we have our uh, septics, our on-site sewage, our foods, our uh, vector control, which is you know any kind of mosquitoes, ticks, that kind of thing. Um, we are currently not doing spraying, but we do do some surveillance on that. And then any other kind of sanitary inspections, so that would be the pools, um, any kind of housing complaints, uh, tattoo, eyelash, um, any kind of drug lab, that kind of thing would fall under that. So right now we're, um, we are staffed to, to fill all of these, but we are not adequately staffed to fill all of these at the level that we will need to with the Health First initiative. Okay, so uh, so the Health First initiative would help you uh, bump up staffing. Uh, is that right? Yeah, once again, um, that's that's one of the, the things we are looking at. And what we want to do is what we are doing now with some expansion of services to follow these KPIs, but not just to follow the KPIs. We don't want to just do this to say, hey, we met our KPI. We want this to be bringing better services to the citizens of Decatur County. And what we wanted to do is keep our citizens healthy. You know, it costs way more for somebody to go to the doctor than it does to do preventative care. And we're about population health, and population health is preventative care. So we want to reduce obesity. We want to reduce heart disease. We want to reduce smoking. We want to reduce accidental death, um, all, all these kinds of things um, that you know, certainly uh, save money in the long run. We consider this money an investment in the health of our community. All right. Then uh, anything else uh, before we let you go, Sean? I think that's it, Tom. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm I'm very excited about where public health is going in Indiana. And I am just looking forward to the next few years and see how this all plays out. Well, Sean Durbin with the Decatur County Health Department, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for joining us. Stay well and uh, look forward to talking to you again down the road. Great. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate your time.